Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about another show I think you might like. It's called Someone Knows Something. The last time Deborah spoke to her son, Donnie, was Mother's Day, 1995. He called from a road trip, sounding upset, saying he needed money. And then the phone went dead. Donnie's friend told police that he dropped him off in New Orleans, but Deborah thinks he was murdered and decides to investigate. In the latest season of the true crime podcast, Someone Knows Something, host David Ridgen joins Deborah, who has been searching for her son for 25 years. So you didn't hear from Donnie after that Mother's Day call? Correct. I reported him missing right away, but they wouldn't take it. Deborah says she went to Maryland State Police after the Mother's Day call. So you reported Donnie missing in May? Yes. On or around that time, a Maryland State Police lieutenant assessed that Donnie was not missing from Allegheny County and left on his own good standing with no foul play. In other words, not our problem. At that point, they did not initiate an investigation. Deborah had been enrolled in a criminal justice program at the time Donnie disappeared and later graduated with a degree in it as well as psychology. She's found over the years that what she learned has helped her in dealing with Donnie's case. They wouldn't take the case for the longest time. It took a friend of mine, Captain Morley from the city police. He was not only a friend, but he was an instructor at the college that I was attending, majoring in criminal justice. He knew myself and he knew my son well. And he called the state police and said, look, what do you have to lose? First of all, I know Deborah, I know her son. He wouldn't do this. I always called my son a nerd. He was extremely, extremely intelligent, but zero common sense. And that was along the lines of what Captain Morley had said to the state police. The first record of Maryland State Police involvement that I have seen is dated July 17, 1995. But nothing seems to have really happened until a month later, in August, when Deborah succeeded in motivating police to officially file Donnie as a missing person. I never heard anything again until... A few months later, I received a citation in the mail from Buckeye, Arizona. In October 1995, Deborah receives a letter in the mail addressed to Donnie. It was saying that he was going to be arrested because he didn't appear in court for a citation, a traffic speeding ticket he received. Donnie got the speeding ticket eight days after the Mother's Day call on May 22, 1995, while driving through Arizona. At last, a location to go on, a starting point for Deborah. So I called the magistrate there in Buckeye, Arizona, and told her she was the first link to my son. And she told me that he was driving a car registered to a George Gunther. And she told me that the car was registered in Macomb, Mississippi. So I then called information, and they gave me the number to the Gunther's residence, and I called. Another location, this time Mississippi. Deborah says the woman who picked up the phone at the other end was in the small town of Macomb, Mississippi, in the southern part of the state. And her name was Sue Gunther told her who I was and that how I came about getting her number and all that. I told her that the last time I heard from Donnie was on Mother's Day and the conversation that took place. And 
I can just remember like, you know, crying and saying, you know, I don't understand. I just want to hear from him. I have this really bad, overwhelming feeling something's wrong. You know, he wouldn't do this. He was very close to his grandmother. And she said she did know he was close to his grandmother, that he had talked about that. So Sue had met Donnie? Yes. I had no idea who George Gunther was at the time. And Shane, I didn't realize it was the same person. Okay, so George and quotation marks Shane. So Shane, is it part of his given name or is it a nickname? A name that he took himself. His real name is George Thompson Gunther. George Gunther, Sue Gunther's son, had changed his name about a year before so that at the time, in 1995, he was going mostly by his new first name, Shane. Sue told Deborah that her son George Shane Gunther had been with Donnie. In fact, Donnie had been driving Shane's two-seater green Mazda Miata when he got the Arizona speeding ticket. Sue Gunther also told Deborah that Donnie had been at her house in Macomb, Mississippi. And she told me that yes, the Donald was there and that he and Shane had gotten into a huge fight. They left and she said Shane returned and Donnie wasn't with him. Her exact words were to me was Shane told her that Donnie wouldn't be accompanying him back to California and that the passenger seat in the car was missing. The fight was in the driveway, and Deborah says Sue thought there might have been a third person standing there, but gave few details. Honestly, I don't remember saying goodbye. I'm sure it was, I mean, it, and it wasn't a, she wasn't rude or disrespectful to me in any way, nor I to her. It was, thank you, please, if you hear anything at all, you know, here's my number, because I don't, I was so struck with the fight, and she said that Shane had come back without the passenger seat. I didn't understand, and she told me that he was transporting some puppies to uh, California. So Donnie left Maryland on a trip, was driving in Shane Gunther's green Miata in Arizona, and was seen in Mississippi with Shane sometime after that, according to what Deborah says Sue Gunther told her. And Donnie and Shane had had a fight. So after you hang up with Sue, what happens? I made this phone call from work, and I worked a 3 to 11 shift at a girls' group home. I don't know if it was that day or the very next day, but I took the information to Maryland State Police. Can you remember how you reported it? Took the citation with me and gave them that and told them how I had talked to Sue Gunther and so forth, and they weren't very happy with me that I had done that. It was a ongoing battle between myself and the Maryland State Police. Deborah says police told her not to call Sue Gunther again, and they wouldn't give her any contact information for Shane. So Deborah had to sit on what she'd heard from Sue, but that didn't stop her investigation. This has been an excerpt from the latest season of Someone Knows Something. And you can subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts.